Welcome to Friendly Competition, a podcast to discover the best of all time. I'm Nick Carey, alongside my co-host and best friend, Cody Lena. Discuss various pop culture topics and narrow it down to truly the best of all time. Or as we like to call it, the boat. Before anyone gets fun on the boat, we put them into a 32-team super mega ultra bracket. We're doing this for the first time. The only bracket we've ever conceptualized that's bigger than this is the Pokemon bracket. And the world's not ready for that. So we're going to try it with this. We got 32 movies. 2001 was dummy stacked with movies. Yeah, we could not we could not pick just 16 like we usually would. This this demanded it inspired 32 films to be talked about. And of those important films, the number we have the number four seed, not another teen movie. You know, that very important seminal piece of art from 2001 that Cody and I were like, we must talk about this. (laughs) We can't move forward. If we, it would deny everyone the right and the beauty if we didn't talk about that, but just had a, but talked about any other movie in 2001. So we have the four seed, not another teen movie going up against the 29 seed Zoolander. And then we have the 13 seed Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Rings going up against Josie and the Pussycats. And we have the five seed Moulin Rouge going up against the 28 seed Memento. And we have the 12 seed Joe Dirt going up against the 21 seed Ocean's Eleven. Cody, where do you want to start? Start at the top, dude. Not another teen movie. The people who did... Th- so it's... I like to think of it all as this American Pie metaverse, right? So you have the American Pie movies. You have the not another teen movie, the scary movies. It's all the same similar energies, right? Well, I wouldn't include American Pie in that. It would be like not another teen movie and the scary movies. Yes, those share... Perfect. Those are in the same cinematic universe. Whoever yes. thought of those conceptually... God, I'm, I'm mad that they did because that means we couldn't, Nick. We could have done this... Oh, we might not have the ability to create a beautiful, inspiring, brand new work of art, but can we parody a bunch of shitty movies and make something that's equally as shitty but funny? Yeah. Yup. It is unfortunate to see someone, you know, succeed in an area that you're like, fuck, that should have been me. Yeah, I mean, we why were, didn't it wait for us? I mean, we were 11 at the time. So, Cody, even if, even if ambitiously we started filmmaking at like 18, 19, right? Like yeah. right out of high school, we say, fuck college. We're going to make them. We're going to live out our dreams of becoming parody movie makers. Mm-hmm. Truly the dream. This is the American dream at work. The dream. It would have been more wild for us to release this. If we could have come up and made not another teen movie about 19, like films from 1997 to like 2000 (laughs) but we release it a decade later so now the tropes are even like but we're only referencing those old things that would have you know maybe there's that's why they've proven with the scary movie franchise you just got to keep moving what's the new thing that the kid what are the new tropes in the movies that the kids are that the kids are dealing with it seems like seems like euphoria a lot more drugs drugs we gotta have drugs tiktok dances i think would be important you'd have to have someone in the movie who's just the tiktok person the social media person you know what makes me like, as you even say that I'm like, we're so fucking old. Like, that's why these movies are so bad. Like sure. They, they hit on like a very funny sketch. There's like four minutes in all these movies. That's like very good and funny. Yes. But the fact that it's an entire film based off of just individual bad tropes. Oh yeah. I'd be like, if we tried to stretch <laughs> out one of these episodes into a movie, it'd be the worst thing we could do. Like I w- that being said for the right price tag, I'll do it. I'll do a friendly competition TV show movie. Let's go. Right. I just, what's wild to me is like, I mean, we are currently living in this time. I mean, it's probably like kind of like a, well, by the time this comes out, I'll be a little bit older. Fuck my Zoolander came back, huh? <laughs> like early, way. like early this month, the amount of like Zoolander memes was wild. Like, and it just always makes me wonder, like, how are the kids, how are the teens discovering this? 
how do how do you discover like Zoolander, right? Because it's like I, be through memes. That's I'm the saying, problem like, with this movie. They didn't have enough memes. No, but I'm saying they like someone they didn't know about the movie, or like someone had to then like they didn't know about it. Someone goes into the deep lore, finds it, and they're like, fuck, this has got meme potential for days. And then makes all these memes. We're like, oh yeah, fuck that. They have bangs. to have, there has to be a, okay, we had jocks as this movie portrays right on the cover. The nasty cheerleader, the pretty ugly girl, the jock, the horny jock, and the exchange student. We had those tropes in school. Kids nowadays, they must have like the meme miner, the guy who's out there like just fine tooth comb through old cultural relevant things, trying to find the hot new memes, you know? Just trying to find like four seconds of gifts, gifable material in these yeah, films. Yeah, the gift or master. Like, or like finding a good quote that they can all say on TikTok. At, There's together. gotta be some kid at school who's just not cool in any stretch of the word. Like you couldn't even pretend, but they're super popular. And when I would be like, so why is that kid so popular? They're like, oh dog, they find the best gifts. Like Dude, the gift, their gift game is out of control. Dude, that way to go. Hey, hey, youth. Hey, way to go. Because like that kid in our generation was the kid who's like, you guys, the Eagles is a great band. And we're like, no, they're not. Stop listening to old stuff. <laughs> be with us in the now. They're like, no, man, I just think that there's like stuff from like the like for our age. I'd be like stuff. I just think like stuff from the 70s was like better, you know, like Brady Bunch and, uh, you know, Rolling Stones and like Pink Floyd. And we're like, dude, stop. It's not. And like, they would be like, no, watch this one thing. And you'd be like, yeah, that's kind of funny, but it's not worth watching the entire thing. And now this meme minor character that you've developed, he just pulls out the one good thing and everyone's like, fuck, yeah, that's amazing. Yep, dude, finally. We were all just born in the wrong generation. Me and Nick should have been born earlier so we could have wrote this movie. We definitely shouldn't have been born later because we would not be able to hang with these kids. No, no, I cannot keep up. I don't have the energy. Zoolander, I'm locking in Zoolander. <laughs> I don't even yeah. need to talk about it. It is an iconic comedy movie. Ben Stiller's probably magnum opus. I don't know. He's got a few good ones, but. He's got some good ones, but this, yeah, yeah. It's, this is up there. This yeah. is up there as far as like what you would give to to Ben Stiller as far as like, wait up. If I needed to show someone Ben Stiller, this would probably be the go-to. Like, there's no reason to do a Ben Stiller bracket because it's Zoolander, yeah, you know? Like, what are we going to do, meet the Fockers? No, stop it. This next one, Lord of the Rings, it's 13 seed versus the 20 seed Josie and the Pussycats. I think this is easy. It's going to be Lord of the Rings, but we have to give Josie and the Pussycats its credit. This movie was very funny. It had very highly memeable. I we need to get that meme miner out I think here. This one, on this yeah, one. I think this is the one. Hey, for the net for for those meme miners out there, this is the next one to go to. Yes, get like, it. This one has the good deeps. Like it's got and it's got all the people that are like. I think one thing is always when the actors are like still around today, and a lot of these people are still kicking it, or yes. at least are recognizable. You know, you got Donald Faison. It's got there. the greatest portrayal of a boy band with the band Du Jour that I've ever seen in my life. Best song, Backdoor Lover. Backdoor Lover, it's so Moving good. Moving the house with the lights down, though. <laughs> du, jour, du Jour means friendship. That's what this show's about. You gotta yeah. do check it out. I mean, Lord of the Rings is iconic. Well, it is, but it I mean, and I'm not, I'm not going. I there's no world. There's no world where I'm gonna push this. It's just this is one of the times where you know we we make up the list, but we send it out to our bracketologists to you know give us the seating so it's always random to us and for mm -hmm. us to see here you know this it's just it's a it's a tough beat for josie because this is a movie like as far as in the proper bracket josie and the pussycats could have made a deeper run it could have done some damage 
And I'm just like, because this is the movie where probably at the time that it came, I'm saying for like a small window, this this was more influential on me just because this soundtrack, y'all, bangs. Like this soundtrack is easily one of the greatest movie soundtracks. Do yourself a favor and get on your Spotify's and you go find yourself Joe's in the Pussycat music from the motion picture. And you tell me that this stuff doesn't just slap with regard. Irregardless if you ever watch the movie, you'll be like, damn, that's just a great pop punk album. It just, it just goes like, it's so much better than it had any right to be. It go- And also little prescient because the whole film just like shits on capitalism. They're one of the rare films that they put in. There's so many logos in it. They're like, Oh, these, all these brand it's like, Oh, they're, they're doing the thing where they're making fun of capitalism but they're still doing branded content. Those brands did not want to be in that movie. They are just <laughs> taking the hit. They're like, nope, we will gain no financial. If anything, we might get hurt. We had to like pay out rights to use all of the branding that you're seeing here because that's how much they, that's how much they wanted to make fun of capitalism. So that's what I'm telling you kids. You this get movie, out of here. Yeah. You think you're, this is the OG of kids on the streets. You know, I'm saying go read Karl Marx, but go watch Josie and the Pussycats. Yes. You know? Or Carl. For, then switch over to Josie. That's the soundtrack to the revolution. For all of you like want to be anarchists. You can't tell me you you even know what's going on in the movement. If you don't know you jour, watch, if you don't know the song Dejour around the world, then you don't know what is going on with the this movement. Then you don't even know what's going on in the world, I would argue. Yeah. Like that's how important this is to the movement, folks. AOC will be soundtrack to Josie and the Pussycats. Like her whole run, yep. that will be from her. Like that's going to be the song she steps out to. When she becomes the president. So, yes, we're not going to we are not going to sit here and act like Lord of the Rings isn't moving on. But I'm just saying shout out to Josie and the Pussycats. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor and go check it out as quickly as you can. All right. Next up, we got Moulin Rouge going up against Memento. So Memento being our first Christopher Nolan experience. Mm. Our first time with Chaboy Nolan. I, I can never tell. Like, you know when a movie has a really great twist? Yes. That you just don't know if the movie's good because the <laughs> twist was? Yes. And I know Anything that's important by to M. Night the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, there's parts of me where I, I'll watch like M. Night Shyamalan. The Sixth Sense, like we all remember as being very good. But like, I do remember the movie The Village being very fun until the twist, which is just kind of shitty. Yeah, it, it ruins just, it. And the, so the twist ruins it. But the film up to then is and actually signs, good. I feel like Signs had that same energy. Yeah, where you're like, like this is once like you a get, really well done. And then once you get the twist, you're like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Scientifically, like, where, this doesn't work. Whereas like Sixth Sense, I don't know if Sixth Sense is good. I just know the twist is fucking killer. So then from that point, you're just like, what? And that's like me and Memento, where I just, I sit here and I wonder. I'm like, I think it's good. I, I think, like it. I, I think like, it's good too. I like the stuff. I like what's happening. I don't think I don't think it's bad. Let me start there. I don't think that it's like a trash film that like everyone is getting wrong. I think it's it's overall like a, a very good kind of film. But... I, Moulin Rouge never did it for me, but I know the people who are into Moulin Rouge are so ride or die for this film that it's inspiring. Like it has its <laughs> own class of people that will fight to the death that this is a good film. Right. I mean, I think this is, yeah, this is Baz Luhrmann's and Baz Luhrmann. This is like him also very similar, kind of at the height of his powers, making like his mo like, cause he's all about decadence, right? This is the guy who would go on to make the, the most recent movie he made was Elvis. Like it's always 
red velvet and incandescent bulbs. And you're just like, damn, shit is hot, dude. <laughs> it looks good. Like, you're like, okay. And then, A, it is obviously based on a play. So he did have something to go with, which makes it a little bit easier. But, like, the people who ride for Moulin Rouge, they go hard. You know, like, they, it's got big uh, theater kid energy, you know? Yeah, I think it it created theater kids. This was, like, one of the machines that was pumping out theater kids. And it did give us the song Lady Marmalade, which... I don't think there's any other world where we're going to have Christina Aguilera, Lil' Kim, Maya, and Pink all in the same place. It's, I don't, actually, I was like, were they ever in the same place? Like, because I know, I know that there's an issue there where they didn't know how the structure of the song was going to go. And then Christina's like, I'm anchoring. And then Pink was like, I mean, I'm also an incredibly talented singer with hits. Why do you get to anchor? And she's like, because I'm Christina Aguilera. I have Genie in a bottle. What do you currently have, Pink? Because let's remember, Pink, you don't have, your future hits. You no, have your you go hits. <laughs> and yes, will you go on to have more hits than me? Yeah, you will. But in this moment, in this period of time. I hope that's I how even... the argument went. I hope Christina Aguilera knew. <laughs> she stopped she's like, she's, she's like, I've been, I, I've been to the future. I've seen the three moons of Jupiter. It's like, what are you talking yeah. about? She's like, you will go on to be great, Pink. But it is this moment. You need this moment for the greatness you will, that you, that you will eventually have. This will push you. And Brandy, just welcome way to be here way to go thank or no maya it's maya, maya it's yeah maya thank you for being here so good to see you uh don't forget your don't forget your tote your gift bag on the way out on the way please, out uh please remember that you will be nothing but a footnote in history honestly i can't remember a maya song so she made this is it this is her it you got the boy is mine sure <laughs> yeah 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 why not sure why not? that sounds like a song actually i think i'm wrong on that too i don't think my i think that was brandy and someone else anyway i <clears throat> To me, when I'm looking at these and I'm thinking about them, like, hey, like what's more important, right? I think in this is one of those times where I feel like the movie itself that was more important at its time was Moulin Rouge. But Memento is the reason why we then have everything Christopher Nolan did, which now I'm not saying that's all good, but I am saying like, homie makes a movie. I don't know if Moulin Rouge created this genre of film, but I really don't like the musicals that are songs that are just pulled together and hodgepodge together. Like a ju- you don't like the jukebox musical. Yeah, I don't like jukebox where it's songs musicals. that you like, know. No, that's not for me. If you're gonna do a musical, do a musical. Write some music. All right, Andrew Lloyd Webber, me. Don't. I don't need you to take the hits of Creed and make you do this though, and make a musical using only the hits of Creed. Please make it. I I would never, that would be like the worst thing. I'd watch it so hard. And then like write your own stuff. I don't need- Are you then gonna follow it up with a Nickelback musical? Where you use all, I wouldn't, I would, I would rather shoot myself in the face and all of my loved ones then be front row for that. I would be front row. I would, I would buy it. I'd, I'd sell it. I would, I would go to every performance. <laughs> Look at this photograph. It's got it. That's, hey, you're telling me if you can't imagine in a musical setting, just like in the middle of a fight two, two it's a family falling apart, right? And then it's like the one guy just like the fights happen and it's, and the guy's sitting alone in his, in his den and he just grabs that photo. And he's, Look at this photograph. <laughs> I don't want to watch that at all. I take it back, but do make the Creed one. Do make the Creed one. Okay, I'm locking in Memento. I like it. It's got, it's, yeah, Christopher Nolan, we get, it's important, I think. I think Moulin Rouge was a big flash in the pan. I don't think it's, you know. I don't think it's a flash in the pan. I think people are still, I think people are still dying for this movie. I'm I'm going Moulin Rouge. You know what? You are right. 
I love I, Moulin Rouge. I'm going for Memento. I would rather I get watch it. Memento. I don't think that we're, I don't think that you can be that wrong in this one. This one feels yes. this. I'm going Moulin Rouge. I think it, I think at the end of the day for what it was at the time, it was huge. I think it was all, I think really, and this is why I also, I think jukebox musicals exist. What you're talking about is really that like, like you were talking about, like it invented, it definitely didn't invent theater kid, but it gave theater kids something where show tunes are very inaccessible, right? Like, if you don't know, Oklahoma is a great, is a fine musical, but if you don't know the songs from Oklahoma, you don't know the songs from Oklahoma, mm -hmm. you know? So when someone's at, you know, is that karaoke singing? I'm like, I don't know. But it gave people an opportunity back. Look, theater can also have songs you do know. And like that helped bring in like a different, a new group. Yes. Uh, they the got to keep, you got to keep getting fresh ingenues for these people out in Hollywood. Yeah. All right. So we will settle. It's the only way we know how with the American voting coin of 2004 as brought to you by random.org. We got George Bush facing up, which means John Kerry's on the other side. Low seed gets to pick. That's going to be you, Cody. Where are you yes. going with this? I think George Bush wakes up every day and doesn't remember what he did the day before. So I'm going to lock in George Bush. I think that that's fair. We'll flip. George Bush. Bush. There All it is. Right. Memento going on. Thank. That's good. I like this. All right. I like I said, I, I I'm willing to live with it. Now we next up uh, in our final matchup here we have Joe Dirt going up against Oceans Eleven. Now, but uh, once again, a little behind the scenes here, folks. We're making this list and we're going through, and we realize like hey, we we there's we can't just do sixteen. Like it feels like we're missing stuff. It feels like we're there's not there's so many fun movies that are worth discussing, and we start and the list got up to like forty. So I'm like, all right, we got to come back down. Now we went a little too far. I'm going on the list and I and I'm like I highlight I'm like well, we'll probably get rid of Joe Dirt and Cody's like don't you fucking dare Joe Dirt like, is an American me? classic dude but I okay this is how I've described it Joe Dirt is an American classic that doesn't deserve to be it is a representation of our culture that we try to hide and bury but we have to keep it we have to preserve this this is like stop. I, I'm not going to say this is like, no, finish. finish. It's like, well, I was going to say this is like, we stopped teaching slavery. We got to let people know that this happened. We, this is not, so it doesn't happen again. This is like, if you deny Joe dirt, dirt, you might as well be a Holocaust denier. And I understand they're not the same thing at all. Cody, but... I'm going to give you every opportunity to just edit that out. And if you want to start, if you want to start from a different perspective uh, on the yeah, issue. Yeah, I will. Joe Dirt is an American classic that we don't deserve. We have to keep it up. You know, we can't let it fall. You're we saying it's the mirror it. to society that we need, right? Exactly. Like, it, yeah. It's not the movie we need, but it's the movie we deserve. You so know, you're basically, so what you're saying is essentially like we should keep up Confederate statues as a mirror, as a reminder <laughs> for what, for, for the sins we've done. I'm saying we should keep them in textbooks. You know, <laughs> you're right. Oh, fair. You're like, we got to still talk about it yeah i don't need to i'm not saying you need to watch joe dirt every day <laughs> but i am saying you can't for a second forget that joe dirt did happen and also i think it's kind of funny <laughs> but, but if i'm also being honest kind of funny it's it's um i i wonder so so true this is a true story so when we would go up to my grandma's we would sometimes like, because we were so bored and there's nothing to do. We would bring up like a small 13 inch TV and a DVD player. So we could watch stuff. And one of the films, my grandma, who is now almost 90 years old. And the only time she would ever have ever seen a movie is if it was on like NBC, ABC. And it was like had commercials in the middle of it. That's the only way she's ever seen movies. But I'm telling you right now, 
the one movie, one of the few films I know my grandma has seen that didn't have commercials was Joe Dirt because we brought the DVD player in and we rented it so we could watch it up there. And we were like, we'll go watch it over here. My grandma, very kind of her, wanted to be like, no, you can watch it. Let's all watch it together, you know, as a family. And so my grandma, <laughs> I'm. let's just assume that the last movie my grandma ever saw in theaters was Casablanca. Let's just assume that. That meant the next film that she would watch in its entirety was then Joe Dirt. And I feel like I'm surprised she's still here and didn't just give up on society and be like, wait, what? <laughs> that She's like, oh, man, I'm I'm always at home. I'm out on the farm. I don't get out much. Maybe I should, you know, start t- partaking in culture again. Get back out there. Try to catch up. You know, let me just check out what the people are watching. She watches this movie. She's like, no, nah, I'm staying on the farm forever. Fuck this. Never yep. again. <laughs> she throws her TV out the window. It was my it was my last chance at like helping my grandma like recome into like my grandma quit technology in the 70s. They got a lab, they got a computer at the library and they were all giving out typing lessons. And my grandma distinctly remembers saying, When will I ever use that? And bailed <laughs> on technology in the 70s. So like all you people are like, I text my grandma. Oh, I send emails back and forth. It's really nice. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. And this was maybe my one chance to bring. If I would have maybe shown her any of the, if I, maybe even Ocean's Eleven, she'd be out there like, look at, wow, they're making fun stuff. I should get back into the society. I should do this. But no, I showed her Joe Dirt, David Spade's <laughs> very few. David Spade's magnum opus. And yes, I am, cons- I know Black Sheep. I know Tommy Boy. I can see that. But this is, this is David Spade finally getting the ball. This is them handing him the ball. He has no one to guard for him. And he's, he's going to go try to score a touchdown. Is it a loss? Is it a run for a loss of six yards? You're right, it is. But damn it, he ran. He ran his little heart out. As a reminder, we decided to give him a sequel. Like, society (laughs) didn't stop at one. Yeah, you can hate this movie all you want, but it's out here. It's making money. I think to your point, Cody, you're right. Like, this is, this was our opportunity. This was our chance to look at, to look at where we are and where we're going and say, we could be different. We could do better. Or we can put out Joe Dirt. And I do wonder... I mean, you have to think 2001 is going to be the beginning of George Bush's presidency, right? Because you get inaugurated yeah. and he would have gotten inaugurated in January. Yep. I think if Al Gore's the president, I don't think Joe Dirt comes out. I think <laughs> I think they screen it for him and he goes. Because as no. we know, the main duty of the president is to screen every movie and decide if they're allowed to come out. For the cultural impact that it will have on the yep. society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they showed it. They would If they would have shown it to uh, Al Gore, he'd be like, we no. This there's no way we can rebound as a society from this film. But but they show. But instead, it went to George Bush. He's like, hell yeah, he's like me. I love this guy. <laughs> I love this guy. Look at his invited Joe. He probably invited Joe Dirt to the White House. Like you know, he's like, bring in Joe Dirt. Like, do you mean David Spade? Who's David Spade? I need that Joe Dirt guy. That Joe Dirt fellow who talks funny and I got good hair. Like, All yeah, right, I like him. That movie funny. That's my favorite movie. I, is, uh, it, hey hey, real talk. It is funny though. I, it has been too long. I'm not, <laughs> as someone who, this is very much in my vein of comedy. So I'm not going to sit. I will try not to get on a, on a, on my high throne about this and be like, no, this is the basis level of humor. Like I'm openly out here repping like all of the, this whole happy Gilmore, like clan, happy Madison. That's the production company. So I can't sit here and act like I'm above it. It might no. be good. That being but said, it's got to there... be Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven is the move. The Ocean's Eleven rule. Here's what I want to tell you, folks. You don't get Avengers Endgame without Ocean's Eleven. Let me explain. 
we at that point in society had not seen what a true team up of the strongest powers in Hollywood could look like until Ocean's Eleven. And we have been chasing that high ever since. Folks, folks, do you know who we're talking about in this film? We're talking about George Clooney. Preach. We're talking about Brad Pitt. Hallelujah. We're talking Matt Damon. Kids keep coming. Julia Roberts. Dang, she's not even top billing. She's not even. When your film is Julia Roberts in 2001, Aaron Brockovich has already come out and she ain't top. What? You got Bernie Mac. Rest in peace. In this RIP to a real one. Andy Garcia. Dude, (laughs) I'm just like, it's an insane amount. It's like, it's so much star power. Like it truly is like, and you know, like, I mean, you know how it gets made because they're all homies and they're like, you know, it'd be fun to do. Let's get paid a bunch of money to do a movie. Yeah. Let's rob, rob a casino. Why not? It's, it's everything we've ever wanted. It's George Clooney taking down capitalism brick by brick. Yeah, to then use for himself. Like, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm going to oh, tear this I, down. I was going to use then... the fact that Joe Dirt had a sequel, but there's like a billion of these Oceans movies. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, this was far more important. Right. I'm looking at it. They said the budget of the film was $85 million. I'm like, how much of that is salary? The o- th- most like... of it. The only problem I have, and I, this is an honest question, if I was going to pick a movie to watch, I would probably pick Ocean's Eleven, hands down, right? If I'm yeah. going to pop a movie into my DVD player, watch a movie, it's going to be Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. if I'm flipping through the channels and I see Ocean's Eleven and I see Joe Dirt, I might stick on Joe Dirt. Well, I think, and I, I hear what you're saying, because there's there's something, there, it's like a curiosity, right? It's like when you, it's like going to the, it's like going to a diner's menu and you're looking and you see right there on the menu that they got a great, a great steak and eggs breakfast classic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be good. You've had it before. You know, you love it. Yeah. But then over here, I'm at this Mexican or I'm at this like very, I'm at a Denny's, but they got huevos rancheros. I don't know. I was thinking that. Yeah. Maybe, or like you see peanut I'm butter not, and jelly wings, you know? Yeah. It's like, and what's just, that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're like, I don't, I shouldn't do that. And you're, you're like, I think I've had it before. You kind of remember having shit. something like this. But you're like, I don't know if I should. I don't think it's going to go down. Well, I know. That steak and egg is going to treat me nice. Mm-hmm. But if I'm feeling a little froggy, I might leap and leap right into those Joe, those Joe Dirt arms. I don't think I can leap into Joe Dirt's big, I'm, strong I arms, I get what you're though. saying. There's no. <laughs> There's no way. It's There's no 11. world. There's no. I, I, you are 100% right that there is a level of like, if, especially like if I'm in a hotel and so I just, I, all I have is the TV to like flip through channels and those two are back to back. One's on E, one's on Comedy Central. And I'm just like, I know what I'm going to get into with Ocean's Eleven, you know? Yeah. But I just haven't seen. And I'm like, how is that going to make me feel? Exactly what I'm trying to say. It's probably going to give you diarrhea. Yeah. It's what's going to happen. Brain in the same diarrhea. Way, in the I same way it. peanut butter and jelly wings will give you diarrhea if you don't know how to make them. I'm looking in Ocean's Eleven, dude. Yeah. Let's make it rain. This I, I kind of want to watch Ocean's Eleven right now. See, that's it. You're just like. I'm looking at these people and I'm just like, that's a handsome cast. Even like the crazy thing is like it's 2000 and it's 2023 right now. The idea of getting all these stars together now seems insane. Yeah. Like if they were in a movie today, I'd be like, damn, must have fun. that's a big movie. That's a lot of stars in that movie. Like, I just think we're start we in, this is when we start to slowly, but surely start phasing out of the movie star. Like we just, people talk about it all the time. Like we just don't have those dependable, box office draws 
like we yeah. used to. And Ocean's Eleven was like, what if we gave you all of them? Would you like to see all of them in one place? You're like, you and can't it, do that. It turns out they did too. People did want to see all of them in one we place. We did. We liked it. And we wanted to see it two more times. On it, they could have kept going. There's no word. I, Dude, I they could drop an Ocean's movie this year and I'd go watch it. I think it's just the money they kept asking for. Like when you look at the budget, know that over half of it is just salary. So when you're like, man, it was a $200 million movie. It was not. It was like a, it was like a $50 million movie with $150 million that had to be paid out to very, very, very famous. Yep. So get, get it. All right. That is it for the, I guess, kind of more or less the preliminary round for group B. Now we have like a true group B. We'll have Zoolander going up against Lord of the Rings. We'll have Memento going up against Ocean's Eleven uh, when we get to group B. But until then, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Friendly Competition. If you want to watch your boys, a few things that you can do, as always, share with a friend, tell a friend. Wherever you're seeing us on uh, socials, make sure you're liking those posts, commenting on those posts. Wherever you're listening to this, make sure to hit that subscribe. All greatly appreciated. Absolutely. Follow us on all of our social medias. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just look up at FriendlyComPod. Give us some five-star reviews on Apple. We're really close to being recommended in people's feeds. That's a big deal. Apparently, I'm not a scientist. I don't know how it works. Also, email us at FriendlyCompetitionPodcast at gmail.com. If you have an idea for a 16-team tournament you'd like to see us do, Slide into our inbox, slide into our DMs, get those to us. We'll do them. We'll probably do them unless it's dumb. Yeah, don't do. I mean, give us, I mean, we've talked about some dumb stuff, so it'd have to be. Oh, yeah. We'll there. talk about some like really dumb stuff. Yeah. So give it a shot at least. I mean, try it. We'll, we'll kick it back to you if we're like, hey, smarten it up just a little bit. You're close. Exactly. You're close. As always, shout out to Charizard for that intro outro music. You want to hear more of their stuff and over to Bandcamp, type in Charizard, replace the vowels with sixes. That is going to be it for us, folks. We got the preliminary for Group C coming up on Monday. But until then, I've been Nick Carey. And I'm Cody Lena. See you on the boat.